the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? <clears throat> and they said, Some say that you are John the Baptist. Some say, in the old English, Elias or Elijah. And others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said unto them, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You art the Messiah, the Christos, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father in heaven. Can I get a witness? The only way that you can know, and I can say that with surety, the only way that you can know that Jesus is the Christ is for the Father and the Father and the Holy Spirit to reveal this to you. So I'm going to proceed with the real Jesus and the false Jesus, and I might have to tell you, someone might have to slow me down. Because when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, sometimes we need somebody to shout for joy. Can I get a witness? So I'm not going to prolong, that's not the word, prolong what I would like to say. I'm shut this up because I have a lot of notes on the screen and you will see them. Number two. <clears throat> I've been over this and over this with my fingers and they still stick. The buzz in the room faded to a comfortable silence as the book club leader summarized the novel the group would discuss. I want to go slow even if I don't finish this message which is 36 screens The buzz in the room faded to a comfortable silence as the book club leader summarized the novel the group would discuss, about to discuss something. My friend Joan listened closely but didn't recognize the plot. I'm going to say that again because that is so important on this first sheet. My friend Joan listened closely but didn't recognize the plot. Finally, she re realized she had read a nonfiction book with a similar title to the work of fiction the others had read. In other words, she read the wrong book. But it had a similar title. Although she enjoyed the reading the wrong book, she couldn't join her friends as they discussed, quote, the right book. The Apostle Paul, number three. The Apostle Paul didn't want the Corinthian believers in Jesus to believe in a wrong Jesus. He pointed out that false teachers had infiltrated the church and presented a different Jesus to them. I know I have the word theme up there. And they had swallowed it, I'm adding, hook, line, and sinker, 2 Corinthians 11, 3, 4. Paul denounced the heresy of these false teachers or phony teachers. In the first letter to the church, however, he had reviewed the truth about Jesus. I like to call him Yeshua which is the Hebrew word for 
salvation. That Jesus was the Messiah who died for our sins. Was raised on the third day. And then appeared to the twelve. And finally to Paul. Now people in the back who run that don't change. Say the false Jesus. Come on, help me out. And the right Jesus. Here, don't don't go anywhere. Here's what I call the wrong Jesus. The word was divine. Well, was Christ divine? If you were born again Christian, you are a partaker of divine nature. You've been born into the family of God, and God has given you a divine nature. Well, is Jesus just divine? The word was a God. What do you mean by that? Well, he's lower than God. He's a created being. What about it, folks? Do you know the real Jesus? How about salvation? Good deeds? I'm going to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, if, you, if your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds, he'll set you into his kingdom. I hope you know better than that. That's bad theology. I'm going to say it again. If your good deeds, now this is true. I'm not going to tell you what group you want to know for yourself. If your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds, he'll take you into his kingdom. He'll accept you. You're a goody two-shoes guy or girl. I'm not so bad. I help the poor. I don't say bad things about people. Well, look at him and look at her over there. I'm no worse than she is. I'm going to tell you right now, as far as salvation is concerned, that's some bad theology. According to the word of God. Now I know I'm going to get ahead of myself. But I I want to add this before I go on. Oh no. Here he goes again. Well here I go again. For by grace. Are you saved? It is the gift of God. Not of your and my good deeds, lest you can boast. For we are his workmanship, his designed poetry. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I got to say this. God has been working on some of you for so long, and he's going to keep on working. I'm hoping today, there are some lost people here today. I don't know who you are. By grace, through faith. Through faith in what? The finished work of Jesus Christ. Number four. I've been working on this for so long. I'm almost mentally beat up. But the zeal of Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, keeps on saying, keep on preaching the death, the burial, the resurrection, and the ascension of the eternal Son of God. Of God. Can I get a witness? 
Did you notice I said eternal? I'll get into that later. This Jesus had come to earth through a virgin named Mary and was named Emmanuel. How about that? What does Emmanuel mean, Brother Bruce? God with us. To affirm his divine nature. Now, I know some of you are going to get tired of me saying this, but I want you to listen to this closely. This Jesus came to earth through a virgin named Mary and was named Emmanuel. Say God with us. Before the world began. I'm trying to slow down right now. There was a person with God the Father named the Word. And he was face to face with his Father. And what happened is the Word became flesh. And he dwelt among us. He was with God before the world, the cosmos. But he came to make a visit. And this is one thing he said when he made that visit. I came to seek and to save you and me. That's not, that's right. You and me. He came to seek and to save the lost. And I'm going, to, this is not in your notes. You don't have to look it up. And I'm not picking on anyone. If you're not saved here today without insulting you, you're lost. Can I get a witness? It's time for us Christians to stop sugarcating the word when people are going into a Christless eternity every day. And this is not in your notes either. I heard it on Dr. Stanley last night. It convicted me again. Have you ever talked to someone about Jesus? Can I get a witness? Sure got really silent after that, Pastor Jack. Does this sound like the Jesus you know? Understanding and accepting the truth written in the Bible about him assures us that we're on the spiritual path of a new heaven and a new earth. I better say that again. Does this sound like the Jesus you know? And let me get real personal. Colossians 1.27 Christ in you the hope of glory. Does Christ the Son dwell in you. Can I get an amen? amen? In him dwells all the fullness. I didn't say half full. That's, that's just divine. In him dwells all playmora, all the fullness of God in a human body. When Christ was on this earth, He was 100% God and 100% man. How do you know that? Because the Bible says so. Let me give, me, let me give you one instance. He hungered. That means he was human. That's just one. And yet he was the living water. 
Can I get a witness? I'm slowing down for you and me. But you know what? Sometimes I don't just speed up and say, Hallelujah! What a Savior! Does this sound like the Jesus you know? Understanding, I know I read it already, and accepting the truth written in the Bible. Let me ask you a question. This is not in your notes either. How often, I'm talking about Brother Bruce and you, do you get into the Bible, the living word? Can I get a witness? And if you're not doing it, I hope that convicts you. Brothers and sisters in Christ and everyone else, keeping in mind the wrong Jesus and the right Jesus, may we carefully examine the scriptures, comparing scripture with scripture. It is, of course, impossible, I'm on number five, to bring forth all the evidence concerning the right Jesus and what he has done in this supposedly 45-minute message, but an intense effort has been made to clearly present the right Jesus and what he's done. Today's presentation holds many thanks to Dr. Robert Bowman and editor, not editor, J. Ed, I can't say his name, so I'm not going to try to. It's very good. I got a few teachers in here. Praise God. Amen. Put, putting Jesus in his place. Let me, before I go on, this is not from the people that were just mentioned. Is Jesus the Son of God in his right place in your life and mine. Is he in the right place? What's that place, Brother Bruce? First place. That's the place he should be in. Or does something else occupy Jesus and he's put under some habit, some drug, some person, some car, some money. Where is he at, brothers and sisters? Someday you and I are going to give an account of what we did with the eternal Son of God, along with other biblical sources, putting Jesus in his place has been a wonderful recess. Indeed, the major source of today's biblical material. As a matter of fact, the word hands, as seen above, has been taken from the format of this book. So I don't want you to think that I made this up or that I didn't help. Oh, and I, I'm going to say something else before I go. Can you say help? help? What Christian does not need help? Just name me one. Jesus shares the honors due to God. Jesus shares the attributes of God. That's how far I'm going to get today. I know that already. Jesus shares the names of God. Did you get that? Jesus shares the names of God. And since I'm not going to get to it, I'm just going to name one. Every knee shall bow. And every tongue, that's you and me, and even the lost. I better start over. I lost my concentration. <laughs> every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. And Lord in the highest sense means Yahweh, Jehovah God. Well, where's that in the Old Testament? I'm not going to turn to it. Isaiah 45, 23. 
every knee is going to bow to Yahweh, Jehovah, and every tongue is going to confess that he, meaning Jehovah God, the Son, Jehovah God, the Father, where you at? D, Jesus shares in the same deeds God does. Jesus shares the seat of God's throne. Well, it looks like I did slow down. Maybe the Holy Spirit slowed me down. We do so many various things with hands, and perhaps today and in the future, you and I will remember the word hands and what it meant during a presentation at the Pottstown Bible Church. Let's start. Let's say this again. H, Jesus shares the honors due to God. A, Jesus shares the attributes of God. N, Jesus shares the names of God. D, Jesus shares in the same deeds that God does. And S, Jesus shares the seat of God's throne. Can I get another witness? Why is it so quiet? We're talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and you're not going to say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Or you're going to be quiet when you're in his kingdom? You're going to be singing and praising and shouting, He saved my wretched soul. And I'm going to say it again. Your soul and my soul was wretched, whether you think so or not. You were born in sin and shaped in iniquity, and God sent his only son and took you out of the miry clay, and he saved your wretched soul. And he took all your sins, not part of them, all of them. And he said, and I said this last week, it is finished. What a savior. And you're still trying to be a goody two-shoes and you're on your way to hell. What a pity. People have been talking to you, witnessing you, and all you say is, oh, get away with that stuff. Number eight, honor, number eight, honor was an important value in the ancient Mediterranean world, including the Jewish people. To give people honor was to acknowledge to their place in the scheme of things. Everyone in here is worthy of honor to where God has placed you. Yes, we have some honor. Of course we do. To speak about them and behave toward them in a manner appropriate for their status and position. In the Jewish culture, to honor God meant to confess and live in the matter of his exclusive, say exclusive, I think you know what exclusive means. I'm going to read that again. Not the whole thing. In the Jewish culture, to honor God meant to confess and live. How about a Christian? I know this is out of context, but in a sense it is. How is your life for Jesus? Since he has transferred you out of the kingdom of darkness, that's right, and planted you into the kingdom of his dear son, do you and I act like it, or are you and I living like the world? Can I get a witness? To honor any creation, no matter how wonderful, on a par with Almighty God, was to detract the honor due to God. The, st- <clears throat> the, st- 
the Son of God and God the Father demand the highest type of honor. It is in this cultural setting that Jesus strongly says that it was God the Father. Did you get that? I'm, I don't know who I'm talking to. I have no idea. Some of you think that I, when I say, and the word was God, that Jesus Christ is God the Father. I'm going to repeat this. I don't know who it's for. Jesus Christ is not God the Father. He's the Son. It is in this culture setting that Jesus strongly asserts that it was God the Father's purpose that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. If you are here today, today, and you think that the Son of God is not equal with the Father but demands the same honor, you're on the right path. Jesus went on to say that anyone failing to give equal honor as the Father actually dishonors the Father. If you do not honor Jesus Christ on the same order or the same equality, you are dishonoring the Father. Well, you can be quiet if you want to, but I'm still going to preach the gospel. You can look this up. You don't have to take my word for it. Matter of fact, I advise you to read these scriptures and see what they say. And may God, the Holy Spirit, open your eyes that I may see glorious things out of your law. So that all, 523, will honor the Son even as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Let me say, say sent. Now you're going to get tired of this too. God so loved the world. He sent his Son into the world. He had you and me separately. In mind. I don't know what's happening up here. I'm glad I got a lot of keys. Linking the honor due to God with the honor due to anyone else in this way was unheard of. You what you telling me to honor a creature just like you honor Jehovah or Yahweh? I don't think so, unless Jesus is more than a creature. I'm on number 10. I know I'm not going to finish this message now. That Jesus is here claiming divine honor is evident from the immediate context. Jesus has just claimed that he does whatever the Father does. Did you get that? Now just think about what I just read and what's in the word. That Jesus is here claiming divine honor is evident from the immediate context. Jesus has just claimed that he does whatever the Father does. What creature can do everything that the Father does? What creature? Are you kidding me? And he gives life to whomever he wishes. The Father even has entrusted to the Son the responsibility of rendering eternal judgment. When you stand before the judgment, according to the scripture, not just the, you're going to stand before Jesus. And that, some of you Christians, including me, you think you're going to get away with living any type of way after you've been saved? You're mistaken. Can I get a witness? Guess they don't like that, but that's okay. 
according to Jesus the Father, did so precisely that everyone would honor him, the Son, as they honor the Father. I wish I would have practiced with my hands, too. I can't turn the page, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you. Somebody told me. Somebody told me that just before I came up here. And you know that. You know what that. That consoled me because I was nervous before I came up here, and I don't know why. But I, I'm. I'm telling you the truth. Just before I came up here, a brother or sister, no, a brother sitting right among you, said that God would help you. Let me put. Maybe I can say that for this. And God will help you to do whatever he wants you and I to accomplish in this love. I'm going to say this, and this is out of conduct. God has a definite plan for your life. And what you have to do is ask this question. I don't even say you have to ask it. God, Son, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? And I'll guarantee you. He'll tell you. Can I get an amen? amen? Therefore Jesus answered and was saying to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the Father doing. Say he sees. Here's a being that he sees what God is doing. Think about that. He sees what his Father is doing. I can't fathom that. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself is doing. And the Father will show him greater works than these, so that you will marvel. Just For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, I'm going to say this again. If you, and I'm not naming any church, any denomination, if you don't know that you have eternal life, maybe you better just ask God, how do I get eternal life? And I'll tell you how you get. Trust in the finished work of the eternal Son of God. Don't you let, I'm going back to the very first verses, don't you let any false prophet, Brother Bruce, uh, I don't care who you are or what you do, if anybody tells you good deeds or outweigh your bad deeds, you better reconsider. Can I get a witness? Just as the Father raises the dead, gives them life, even so the Son gives to whom he wishes. For not even the Father judges anyone, number 12, but has given all judgment to the Son, so that all will honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He, I know I'm repeating myself, he who does not, (coughs) here goes that cough, he does not honor the Father, does not honor the ah, Son who sent him. Just excuse me. That's all I can say. Some people cry. Some people shout. Some people are nearly silent. But they're all praising the Lord. Number 13. Notes on verse 19. John chapter 9. The son can do nothing of himself unless... It is something he sees the Father doing. I know I'm repeating myself. I don't know why. Whatever he sees his Father doing, he does. That is plainly supernatural and above my understanding. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in like manner. Some things... God cannot do. The Son can do nothing but what he sees the Father do. Now, any intellectual, I know says intellect, 
Now, any intelligent creature may do what God cannot do. You know there's some things that God cannot do? Let me just give you one without looking at the text. God can't lie. He cannot lie. Not won't he lie. He cannot lie. God cannot sin. He not only can he... Uh, I'm messing up here. That's okay. He cannot sin. He can't sin. If Jesus can do nothing but what the Father does, I know the word says get, uh, God, then he is no creature. He can do, he can neither sin nor err, nor act imperfectly. Do you know that you have a sinless Savior? Perfect. Hebrews. Undefiled. Separated from sinners. He's your great high priest. One last comment on the son can do nothing. Truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his father unless it is something he sees the father doing. Likewise, what claim to absolute equality with the Father could exceed this? Not only the same things, but do them as the Father does them. 16. Well, I'm catching on. My fingers are getting better. And every creature... No, not every creature. I could say that. That's what some Bibles say. Say honor. honor. And every created thing which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them, I heard. This is something John heard. Exiled on the Isle of Patmos, this is what God revealed to him. And what did he say? To him who sits on the throne. I'm going to ask you a question. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Well, who's the Lamb? Jesus, Jesus is the Lamb. I'm remembering what John said. Behold, take a good look, the Lamb of God. Behold him. I'm asking you this morning. Thank you, sir. I'm going to run out of tissues anyhow. Behold the Lamb of God. To him who sits on the throne. Well, who's that? Well, now, we've just defined lamb. Now, who's, who's the other person? Come on, speak up. It's God the Father. To him who sits on the throne and to the lamb. That's two people. I'm going to say something I hope gets to you. Do you know the Father and the Son are two different people, but have Chloe. They actually indwell each other. Can I get a witness? I'll say it like this. I and my father are what? Are one. He wasn't talking about one in unity as far as you do that. And I, no, he's going deeper than that. To him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be the blessing, honor, glory. And dominion. How long, ladies and gentlemen? Forever and ever. And I hate to add this, and maybe I shouldn't. If you go out of this world without the Lamb of God, if you don't know Him as your personal Savior,
you're not going to cease to exist. I can't go any further with that. I think you know the rest. And the four living creatures kept saying, say kept saying, how much do I need to talk about Jesus? I kept saying, hopefully you keep saying, I have someone to tell you about. I have someone who changed me from the inside out. I have someone whom I should honor just as I honor God the Father. I have someone who I should praise over and over and over again. This person I'm talking about is the great I am. You can do that. We should not be ashamed or intimidated about who Jesus did. No, I said it all wrong. Who Jesus is and what he's done. You and I are going to live forever if you're a Christian. Not one of those, oh, I'm a Christian. And that's it. One of those functional Christians. No, I'm not preaching good works. I think you already know that. And the four living creatures kept saying, and the elders fell down. And what's that last word? Worshipped. Well, who did they worship? They want the one sitting on the throne and the Lamb. I'm going to give you one personal experience. Let me see what time it is. I was out with another group of Christians. And I had a certain Bible, and I'm not going to tell you which one. And I asked the man, that was a man, what about these two verses? And this is what he said. I still remember it. I never saw those verses. Hmm. I'm going to have to speak to someone about these two verses. Don't you let any false prophet, any man tell you, don't read the Bible. You read the Bible as much as you can. Can I get a witness? Let God speak to you. Don't even take my word for it. The New Testament tells us that although... Although no human being has ever seen God, and we know that what God looks like, did I say that right? Yes. The New Testament tells us that although no human being has ever seen God, we now know what God looks like through the revelation of his son, Jesus Christ. Although briefly, the very limited exposure in today's presentation, I hope you and I realize that we respond to Jesus, we respond to Jesus as we would to God by giving him the honors that are due to his name. I got this backward, but that's okay. This is the next one. The story is told of a grandmother who was observing her granddaughter draw a picture. She asked, Honey, what are you drawing? Her granddaughter replied, I'm drawing a picture of God. Her grandmother gently replied, But honey, nobody knows what God looks like. The little girl stated confidently, They know well know now. Even a, even a little child will come to know Jesus if you'll talk about him, if you'll take time with him. Well, my last one, attribute. Yes, and I'm going to go all the way up to five. I'm going up to five of twelve. A quality ascribed to and considered as inherent in essential to a person or thing, characteristic quality, mercy is added uh, I better slow down. Characteristic quality, mercy is an attribute of God, 
today's presentation now centers its attention. Yes, I'm on A. Upon the second letter, Jesus shares the attributes of God. Attributes of God are qualities that belong to God's essential nature and that are found wherever God becomes self-revealed. They are those reliable characteristic traits. I know I didn't say it the same way it's on the screen. That belong to God as God. Again, attributes of God are qualities that belong to God's essential nature. I'm going to skip that. Where did I get it from? Continuing with our subject at hand by concentrating on A, attributes. I draw the leader's attention to the word always. 21. Yep, that's the one. God, who at sundry times and in divers matters spake in time, passed unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. I gotta do this. Whom he appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. Say worlds. If you don't get anything else out of this sermon, please don't miss the next few things that I didn't make up. Who being the brightness of his glory. Jesus is the brightness of his, the Son of God is the brightness of his Father's glory. And the express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power. I got to stop just for a second. This is saying, Hebrews, verse 3. The whole universe, the entire cosmos, is held together by the eternal Son of God. If that's not almighty, I should just jump off this pulpit. When he had by himself, say by himself, Jesus Christ not only upholds the whole cosmos by himself. Get this. Some of you are trying to be good enough to get saved. He purged our sins. Your the sin question has already been settled. I'm so upset about people, individuals who say you got to be a good guy. You can't be a good guy until you're saved. Yes, you might be good for society and I appreciate that. There's all kinds of people who will help me and I appreciate I'm sure who have helped you. But we're not saved because we're being good. We're saved by the grace of God with the finished work of the Lamb of God. That's how you got saved. Let me put it like this, and I hope you won't be insulted. Who do you think you are? God made you in his image, and it was lost. It got almost effaced in the fall. I just asked a person yesterday, are you saved? Do you know Jesus as your personal Savior? Sat down. Say sat down. And I'm not going to say much because you already know. I said it before. When Jesus finished his work on the cross, he sat down, indicating it's over. I got to go on because I got to get this in. All things came into being by him. I got to close this up. I'm going to just say this. Here's what I was getting to. I read it so much, I was excited to tell you about this so much. 
all things were created by him. Ex nihila, which means out of nothing. But Brother Bruce, don't you have something else to tell us? Actually, the Greek word for worlds, there's two words. One means the, the tangible creation, and one means time or timeless. Don't you know Hebrews chapter 1? uses the word time. Say time. What are you getting to, Brother Bruce? Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, created time. He created time itself. Not just the cosmos, the world, the visible word, but time itself. And I'll end with this. Before, you know where I'm going. Abraham was. Again, say it again, Pastor. I, I can't hardly say it. Again, ah, be quiet. Before Abraham was, I am. Who died for you? The great I am who created time and space. Let's give the Lord a hand. I'm done.